Well, it must be Tuesday because another hot and fresh episode of Doable Discipleship is getting served up. What an intro. Sitting in my seat, it's Doug Jones. And over there with those big doe eyes. Wow. <laughs> my eyes feel tired, like smaller today, so the so I'll take the compliment, though. Like needed, it's a boost like that I needed. needed dough. Yeah, oh, thanks. Like pulverized, oh, that pounded kind of, uh, dough. I sh- I, misshapen, I, I didn't uneven. see where that was going, and I walked right into that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so we're back, another episode. We've, yeah. uh, um, Doug, I think this is the perfect time to talk about strength today, because uh, we just came from the gym. We did. So it's like if you're watching perfect, online, it obviously shows. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. If you're not, just imagine, just imagine two guys yeah. that work out to an app called the Dream Body app. <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you've never seen us and you only listen to the podcast, yeah, <clears throat> just picture us as two really jacked. Yeah, and just roll with that image. Yeah, <laughs> just really fit guys. And then don't go to the YouTube. And do channel. not ever go to check and see if yeah, it's actually you'd true. You'd be disappointed. Just trust us; we're totally buff. Um. So as I as I uh, alluded to earlier, we're talking strength today. Yes. So, uh, if props to you, you have if you're watching this one, most likely you have gone through heart, soul, mind. And now strength, uh, as as we've been spending the last uh, couple months, it's been talking through Mark twelve thirty. So far, we spent the entire show, yeah, literally talking every about episode, four words, which is yeah, pretty remarkable. It is remarkable, as we just remarked on it. So I mean, obviously. remarkable that people have continued listening this whole way through. That too, <laughs> that too. So thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. You you won't be disappointed because we got some uh, great stuff that we're going to talk about in strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have um, have this episode that we're just going to kind of intro strength, and then we're going to uh, do some cool interviews yeah. uh, in, the, in the coming weeks. So you'll be happy that you did and learned a lot about what does it mean to love God with all your strength. Yeah, we've got so much good stuff stacked in these three interviews that are going to be coming up, which Jason will talk more about later that we're just going to sort of touch on it today. We're not going to dig too yeah. deeply because we want to make sure that we're going to leave all the gold in the ground for these other guys to help us mine out. Anyway, so talking about strength, uh, we've covered three of the big four, and strength can be uh, a little bit tough to nail down. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it, it does seem different than heart, soul, mind. It, it, it has a different feel to it. Heart, soul, yeah. mind... Oh, and then at like strength, like oh, okay, that's like that's yeah. The first three feel really based. internal. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's 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 that internal life, heart, soul, and mind. But strength is when it when we really start seeing um, some outcropping of that. It's really a lot of outward things that you do rather than just things that occur on the inside. Not that there aren't those things attached to the other three, three as well, but uh, this one's very very action oriented, as you said. Yeah. Uh, so when we talk about strength on the spiritual maturity team, we like to use the words. Uh, proficiencies or capabilities. And really boiling that down, all we mean is things that you are able to do. So increasing your capability, increasing your proficiency, making you able to do something that you couldn't do before. So you're not growing just in the knowledge aspect, but you're growing in terms of like what you can actually turn around and do with that knowledge. We'll, yeah. we'll get more on that in a little bit. No, that's exactly right. And and on top of that, we're going to throw in this word of skills, which is this idea of honing skills and in learning and developing skills that not only grow and develop me, but then that we can use to grow and develop others. Yeah. So it's a very um, action-based thing that we're talking about. It's not just 
for our own good or benefit, but right. for the benefit of others in being a part of, of, of the work that God is doing yeah. is what we're talking about. Exactly. So one, one big idea that we communicate a lot on the spiritual maturity team, we talk about this in uh, 201 as well, but that spiritual maturity does not just require knowledge. So, so knowledge in and of itself does not make you spiritually mature. And we hit that hard in the mind. Oh, section. yeah, 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 big time. Um, and, and what we're talking about today really has to do with, as Jason was saying, those skills or those capabilities. Uh, one, one term that uh, Rob likes to use is the term meta-learning, which basically is just a very uh, super advanced, over-the-top, <laughs> uh, unnecessarily complex we're, way we're of saying— We're not talking about working with metal, <laughs> yeah. as it may sound. Metallurgy, no, meta-learning. No, meta-learning, yeah. Yeah, uh, which is basically just learning how to learn, that— it's, it's one thing to acquire knowledge, but there are actually skills that are involved in helping you learn more over time. So, so there are certain habits that you can do that will actually increase your ability to learn, to gather, to retain, and to apply knowledge over time. We're going to talk about some doable steps a little bit later. Right now, we're going to stay up on the high level. Great. But meta-learning, there's your word or pair of words for the day. Yeah, take Share it with someone. your daily life, you know, in, in the course of this week, and just tell someone, I just learned about meta-learning. That's like a double meta Learning. Yeah. Learned about learning how to learn. <laughs> Take, right. Yeah. Anyway, um, so <laughs> I got this uh, great verse that it's kind of our first verse of the of the episode today. It's rather lengthy, so hopefully this will be up on the screen. If not, you can watch me read it if you're on the YouTube channel right now. Hebrews yeah. 5, 12 through 14 says, You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's Word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. I hope you noticed I paused on the training, have the skill to recognize the difference. It's t- yeah. and, and that's what we're talking about, is, is taking the time, the intention of, of learning and training and developing skills um, that we can use yeah. as we live out. Um, and, 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 and that's a big part of what we're talking about, is it takes effort. Growth and learning and development takes effort yeah there's this uh great quote we heard it yesterday from rob we have no idea if he thought of it or if he uh, borrowed it from somebody (laughs) else but we're gonna attribute it to rob at this point because uh, it sounded cool he said there is no effort in grace but there is effort in growth Hmm. and ain't that the truth it is could you break that down a little bit talk about what let's talk about that just for a quick second so what does it mean there's no effort in grace just so we have some context yeah grace is 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 that free gift that we're talking about is we don't need to like worry so much about having to do 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 in order for god to love us and save us there's no effort in grace it's the free gift it's christ dying on the cross for us we just have to accept that it's god's favor that he places upon us without us having done anything Exactly. To deserve it, yeah. Exactly. So you don't work for grace. You don't work for grace. You accept it freely. But, yes. But effort and growth, or growth does take effort. Exactly. That's, that's an important thing, is if you want to grow, it's going to take intentionality. It's going yeah. to take that effort to 
practice. It's that idea of practice makes perfect kind of yeah. thing. You know, not that we're seeking perfection here, but practice makes less horrible. Pra- that's that's true. That is true. And so, you know, it's just like, like anything that you could possibly think of that that is a skill or whatnot. A person has practiced and developed and honed and trained and learned and studied yeah. and spent time with in order to get better at that. Yeah. If you know somebody in your life who just strikes you as someone who's really wise and just gets it and is just, um, it, it just always seems to know how to navigate life. I, I'm sure you know some people in your life that are like that. I guarantee you it's not because they just have some magical knowledge bestowed on them. It's because they've done the work of discipleship over time. They've grown. And so if you're sitting around waiting for discipleship or eh, discipleship's not the right word. If you're sitting around waiting for spiritual maturity yeah. to happen to you, you're going to be waiting <laughs> forever. You're yeah, never going like, to get I'm there. I'm going to grow. Yeah. What we said <laughs> when we kicked off this podcast and YouTube show is that spiritual maturity is something that you work toward. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole concept of doable discipleship is based on the idea that if I want to grow, I have to become a participant in that process. And that takes real effort. And that's the same thing as with as we talk about being a disciple, that's kind of the point of this show, right? Mm. Is is it takes intentional growth and stuff like that in steps in learning skills in what it means to be a disciple. Yeah. So as we talk about uh, love God with all your strength, that is putting that effort into into your growth. Yeah. It's you are loving God by doing that. Yeah. You, know. you and I were talking earlier at the gym, where we go all the time because yeah, obviously you were, we're there so, so yeah, exactly, exactly. You were talking about how you how you had looked at the Greek for the word strength that's used in Mark twelve thirty, and it's that idea of loving God with all your might. Yeah, that you love Him with all that you have, all that you are. You're loving Him with all your capability, mm-hmm. and it's impossible to do anything with all your might, and yet it also be effortless. You cannot do something with all your might and have it be easy and effortless at the same time. It's true. Because if it's effortless, it's not all your might. <laughs> it's yeah. not all your strength. So anyway, we don't need to belabor that, belabor that anymore. When we talk about strength, we're talking about the transition from do you know to do you know how. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really an important distinction. Uh, here, here's an example that I really don't have the chops to give, but I'll, I'll give a football example. I mean, oh, I'm excited to hear this. Uh yeah, everyone knows I'm this monstrous football fan. Anytime that anybody talks about sports with Doug, he literally goes, I don't care. Yeah. So, I grew up playing sports. I love to play sports. It's the talk. I grew up watching. It's just, I just don't like to watch them. And I don't like to talk about like sports trivia. Like I don't want to talk about players. I don't care. That's I don't right. care. But anyway, that does not <laughs> take away from the validity of this example. This example can be applied to anything. In fact, I'll probably give a couple versions of this example. I, but I can't wait to hear all of them. Let's take this for example. So picture a couch potato. Okay. All right. Great. <laughs> That's an expression for someone who sits on the couch a lot, so you know, not a potato sitting on a couch. If anyone's lost by that, well, now I can see all that I you looked in, confused. Well, well, now that all I have in my head is a potato picture, Mister Potato on a okay. couch. <laughs> so just picture like a, this hardcore football fan, but he, you know, he's a he's a sideline guy. He he just likes to watch it on TV, and and you can be a couch potato and know everything about the sport. You can yep. understand every play. You can understand all the rules. You can understand all the regulations. You can understand every call that the that the refs are making. You can understand and know every bit of trivia about players and their background and 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 coaches and everything there is to know, mm-hmm. you know, empirically about the sport. But that does not prepare you to actually suit up and go out on the field. 
Yeah. Right? Like, you can take that person that has all the trivia, when you, <laughs> you yeah. put that person on the line, and they're just going to get clobbered because they because those that knowledge doesn't necessarily prepare you for the actual skill. It doesn't give you the skills that are required to succeed at the game. Exactly. It's, it's that same idea of like if you, you know, learned everything that you need to learn, like when in your mind about how to throw a football, you're like, I know the perfect way to hold it. I know all this stuff. Actually going out and grabbing one and then throwing it, it's going to be very different probably. Yeah. The the actual doing of it. Yeah. Well, like I... I play golf sometimes, like, so, you know, occasionally I'd watch, like, a YouTube video and try to improve my swing yeah. and that kind of stuff, and that's all great, and you can see, like, well, this is how you want to place your feet and all this stuff, but then you get out there and you realize, now I actually have to manipulate my body and do this stuff, yeah. and why am I still shanking it and all this <laughs> stuff? I watch the videos, I learn the thing, I know that, I, I understand the techniques, but I haven't, because I haven't practiced the te- techniques enough, I'm not able to deliver on my goals, right? Yeah. So anyway, we're talking about that transition from do you know to do you know how. Both of those questions need to get answered because knowledge alone won't take you to, to spiritual maturity. So if we really want to grow, we have to be willing to put some effort into it, and we also have to sharpen our skills and yeah. improve our capabilities over time. That's the strength idea. Leads right into this great verse. Yeah, Ecclesiastes 10.10 is a great one. Pastor Rick quotes this all the time. It's yeah. so good. Uh, it says, using a dull axe requires great strength, so sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. I think Pastor Rick, the the version that he quotes, usually says... um, But skill will bring success. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a simple idea that sharpening the axe represents the wisdom that's required to do something well. Because you can can have a dull axe and, and bring all your effort into the you know, into the chopping down of a tree, but you're going to wear yourself out and have very little success. So you're yeah. not going to get a very good return on the effort that you put in. Whereas if you approach that with skill and you, you understand the importance of sharpening your axe, then you can uh, apply the same amount of effort and get a lot farther with it. Yeah. Now, again, going back to the point we were making earlier that this still takes effort, even with the world's sharpest axe, yeah. it still takes effort to swing an axe and cut down a tree. Well, yeah. You How many trees learn- have you cut down? Oh, all those trees. I, I don't think I've cut down a... <laughs> all the trees. I, I don't think I've cut down a single tree. I've, so you're not I've like contributing to tree. deforestation or anything? Uh, No, I would not consider myself a lumberjack. <laughs> Although I, I do... Especially like a Paul Bunyan, just like one swipe yeah, my giant and three beard trees and my go down. Walking through, yeah, doing that. Um, <laughs> no, Bodhi. But, but I would admit, yeah, I bring Bodhi out, the, the, my dog. Your tiny dog. The last episode, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's just this idea that basically, like, there is there is knowledge and skill in the proper way to cut down a tree. Yeah, like, so just going out there and going to town on this tree is is like, yes, eventually you may cut it down, but yeah. you could do it in probably half the time or more. Yeah, and probably a better, smoother cut if you knew like the right way to do it. Yeah, or use the saw. <laughs> but anyway, we don't get it. If you're really wise, yeah. toss the axe and get yourself a chainsaw. Yeah, cut your leg off. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so what we're sort of talking about is the con, the the comparison between knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Let's draw it the same thing, because um, knowledge is knowledge is just knowledge. It's just what is in your head. Whereas wisdom is your ability to apply that knowledge effectively in life. Or skillful living is like, I think, the most typical uh, definition for wisdom. And those two are very different. So having having technical knowledge or, you know, trivial knowledge on something doesn't get you as far as having 
actual wisdom and capability in that area. It's it's the book smarts versus street smarts. It's yeah. nice to have both. Now, it doesn't mean that understanding things on the technical level is not important. We talked about that in the mind. It's yeah. extremely important that you develop your mind. Yeah, that was that great interview with Tom. Yeah, but you just can't leave it there. Mm-hmm. You, you got to be ready to go to the other side and actually practice the things that you're... Uh, you know, actually practice the things that are going to make you mature over time rather than just, you know, expecting knowledge to get you there because it won't. There are tons of Christians that just, they, they may know the Bible backward and forwards. Um, there are even people who aren't Christians who know the Bible backward and forwards, and yet yeah. they're not changed by it. So they're not doing what the Bible teaches, and because of that, they're not experiencing the transformation that the Bible can bring. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's some great examples of Jesus talking with the Pharisees about this <laughs> about this kind of thing. Yeah. It's um, like, how do you know the most, and yet you're the most dense when it comes to actually doing what the scriptures teach? Exactly. I, I, I think of this knowledge and wisdom or knowledge and skillful, skillful living thing mm-hmm. as kind of like an in-gate and an out-gate, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, knowledge is a great in-gate. It's pouring in. It's pouring in. But the skillful living that is the outgate, all of that stuff has to go somewhere. It has to, yeah. you, have, you have to make use of that or else right. it's just, as as we talked about in our mind episode, it just it puffs you up and that's it. Yeah. Um, there's a great verse where we're, um, in Philippians 4, 9, we heard Pastor Tom and I think Johnny last week talk about Philippians 4, 8. Mm-hmm. The next verse is Philippians 4, 9, and it says... Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Yeah. Put it into practice. So we're talking about uh, both skill and effort are required. Like, we are being told we need to put it into practice. Yeah. There's a bug flying around your face. There's a bug flying around. I was trying to ignore it, but I'm like, it was, okay, I think If it comes back, I'll settle the score. I think it went inside Everybody your ear. would love to see that. Yeah, okay. Well, I used to be a pest control guy. I know. We'll get into that story someday. Eventually, it'll come out. Um, so I, it, That's why it's not over here, because it knows. <laughs> it knows, whoa. I took out I've a family. I've seen that guy before. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few, I think a few times on this show, we've talked about this idea of, of knowledge to character, how, mm. how that's a progression that we talk about a lot on the spiritual maturity team here, is we go from knowledge to... Uh, perspective. I, I got this. Knowledge, <laughs> perspective, you not your conviction, point. skills, and then character. Great. So a lot of what you learn comes in that part with knowledge and perspective, and then hopefully hits that heart part of conviction. Yeah. But then, you know, you have this knowledge, you have this conviction. What do you do with that? How do you make that a part of your daily life? How do you use that in skillful living? It, it requires skill development, and that's yeah. that fourth part of this progression. So that's it's an important part. If you want this to become a part of your character, if, the, if you want to grow in this, then it needs to go through that idea of, of skill development. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah. So we'll spend basically the rest of this episode briefly talking about some practical steps that uh, all of us can take to develop the kinds of skills that will develop us and will also develop others because we're going to touch on that in a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, but what are some skills that we can do that will develop us, that will grow us? So one big one is Bible memorization. Yes. So you you, you got to have God's word hidden in your heart as as Psalms tells us. Mm-hmm. We, we got to have God's word ready at all times. You won't always have a Bible in your hands and have time to flip to the passage you want or whip your phone out and get to the right place. You need 
God's word in your heart because it enables you to respond to temptation and to respond to people's questions about the faith, to lead people to Christ, to you know, deal with your own personal dilemmas, navigate forks in the road, everything. Yeah, and we talked briefly about this in the interview with Tom. Yeah. Where he shared his story of a Bible uh, mm. memorizing and how he and Shondell would memorize. I think they did all of Galatians and entire books and whatnot, which is just crazy, but <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have that kind of beautiful mind. <laughs> um, maybe one of the shorter books. <laughs> You know, yeah, third maybe John, you can uh, Jude. Yeah, you can just crank <laughs> that out right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if you want to learn more about Bible memorization or get better at this, one great step you can do is to take class two hundred one. If you haven't done that, and I know I'm looking at you, a lot of you have not taken class two hundred one yet. Did I say one hundred one earlier? You said two hundred one. Okay, both great. Two hundred one. There's a hiccup. Uh, take class two hundred one because there's a there's a portion of class two hundred one where we talk about studying the Bible and then we talk about how to memorize the Bible. And we'll actually talk you through some real practical uh, tips and tricks to get better at memorization. You might be thinking like, oh, I stink at that. Well, I always tell people like, you know, you sing songs that you've memorized all the time. You, we quote That's movies all the time. All the time. So we don't really have an excuse to say, oh, well, I just don't have a good brain for memorization. Wrong. A song is the easiest way for me to memorize. Like I can memorize a song really quickly. And the other day... With Doug, I was I was singing my song of the books of the Bible that I learned as a kid. It's how I learned and memorized all of the sixty six books of the Bible. And he's like, "I've never heard of this." And I was like, "Then how did you memorize? Just memorize." I the song worked for me. I had some weird mnemonic devices. I mean, maybe one day we'll do an episode on how, <laughs> how to memorize the books of the Bible, yeah, and we'll we can go it. through like our goofy our ways of doing it. Every yeah, if that's something that you want, it might be coming. <laughs> it might be coming. Uh, um, I, I hear the silence out there of no one asking for crickets, that. Crickets, crickets. Anyway, so Bible memorization, uh, before you uh, yeah, yeah. steal my thunder, uh, another great way you can do that is just to look on uh, either like the Google Play Store or uh, Apple's App, App Store, Store um, and find apps for Bible memorization because they are out there aplenty. So find an app that'll just walk you through like a daily or weekly plan to memorize scriptures. And some will even like um, take you through each verse piece by piece so that you can gradually learn verses and just start building that in. You know what I'm good at? I'm an audible learner and I'm good at remembering phrases and quotes and stuff like that and verses. I am mm-hmm. bad at remembering addresses for those verses. Like, Yeah, that's a tough oh, one. that's Second Opinions chapter four, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, that great book. <laughs> yeah, that old classic. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why, like, as Pastor Rick, whenever he wants the church to memorize a verse, which we do a lot in campaigns and different times, he, you know, his thing is always start with the address, say the verse, and then end again with the address. Yeah. So that might be helpful for you. Rick loves a good mnemonic device. He does. I almost wore today my my uh, Hope, Peace, Joy, Love shirt from a couple Christmases ago oh. when we did the Advent. You remember the Hopey J-Lo? Yeah, I remember you talking <laughs> about this. I never heard this. How did you but, Okay. Yeah, was, Rick taught us all Hopey J-Lo. I'm glad you listened to your pastor. my time. No, it wasn't. Oh, great. Well, no, you were here. I saw you in the worship center. Oh, But you yes. were like on your phone, I like do not remember. paying attention. <laughs> I, it's all coming back to yeah, me now. Yeah, you were Hopey J-Lo. <laughs> yeah, you were like playing Angry Birds or something like that. Anyway, yeah, Hopey J-Lo. Hope, yeah. peace, joy, love. Great. Well, <laughs> and, and it works for me to this day. You. I can't get out of my head, even if I wanted to. I just to. remember because we do an Advent retreat and talk about that, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, oh, well, la-di-da. Anyway. Your turn. Uh, 
uh, yeah, so another great thing that we can do, a skill to learn, is studying the Bible. Um, yes, that is a skill that can be learned, because there are tons of ways that we can study the Bible, and a lot of them do develop, or, or do take skill development to learn how to do, how to use a concordance, how to use a topical Bible. Perfect example. All this different stuff. And uh, we actually have a course that we have developed to help with this. It's called... Bible study methods. Um, I don't know if it's been talked about before on the show, but I imagine maybe it's been alluded to, but we haven't described it yet. We haven't I don't really think, talked so. about it, but it's literally it's so it's taking Pastor Rick's book called Rick Warren's Bible Study Methods, and we've changed and we have turned that into a course that we will walk through with you how to do these methods of Bible study. There's twelve methods in the book, mm-hmm. and we spend a ton of time on each one so that. So that everybody who's, who takes the course knows how to use these different tools, like a concordance or like a Bible dictionary or whatnot, and and how to then mine out of the Bible, you know, in Bible study. That's a great skill that's uh, that can be developed. So look out for that uh, course. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> and at the end of this, I think we'll talk about where you can find things for um, everything yeah. that we're talking about. But that's one to be uh, on the lookout for. Yeah. Well, we'll tell you now uh, pretty oh, much great. everything that we're talking about, because I don't want to forget. I didn't want to. Okay. You know I'll forget. That's, you might remember, but I will true. not. Yeah, but it's not on our notes. But so pretty, much everything, pretty much everything on here you can find by going to saddleback.com slash maturity or saddleback.com slash grow. They'll both get you to the same place. And you can find basically everything that we're talking about here, there. Yeah. Here, there. Um, if you forget what we just said about where, just go on the main church webpage and hit the grow tab at the top. Yeah. And it'll take easy. you right to it. Boom. Uh, that's also where you can find this podcast and YouTube channel. Yeah, you may be watching it there right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next one is the uh, skill of communication. Yeah. This is, a, this is one that really has implications for the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- one thing that we do here at Saddleback is what's called Teaching to Change Lives. It's a course that Pastor Rick wrote years ago. Uh, it's based off of preaching uh, to change lives. But it's a it's a fabulous, it's a word I hardly ever use. Yeah, yeah. I course. don't know if I've ever heard you say that. Shush, shush. Okay. It's a it's a fabulous course uh, that we teach on the spiritual maturity team. And it'll it'll basically take you through eight questions you should always ask before teaching or communicating in, in any in any situation. And so uh, I oversee the master teacher training program at Saddleback, which is how we train people to teach things like class 101 through 401 and even like foundations of Bible study methods, that kind of stuff. Uh, but teaching to change lives is the core, like the, the core curriculum that we use for that program. And we have teaching to change lives open to everybody because one value here on our team is that Look, we may not all be cut out to be teachers. Yeah. I mean, James 3.1 tells us that not many of you should become teachers because teachers will be judged strictly. So we know that teaching in the formal sense is not for everybody. God mm-hmm. hasn't called everyone to do that. But what we do know is that God has called each and every believer to share Christ with the world around them. And in order to do that, we have to learn, or at least in order to do that in the most effective way possible, we have to learn how to communicate in the most effective and biblical way possible. So in this course, we'll take you through uh, eight questions that you should always reflect on before you communicate in in any situation, which is, and it's transferable whether you're you're teaching to a crowd of 5,000 people or you're just talking to your kids about Jesus as you tuck them in bed at night. Either way, these communication skills will help you communicate the truths of the Bible in in a powerful, effective way um, that will have great results in, in other people's lives. And it will also, what we find is that it also helps people who've gone through the program or who have, who have taken the class um, to process the Bible more effectively. Because before you can 
before you can proclaim the truth of God's word to others, you have to first dig into it and and get a grip on it yourself. Mm-hmm. And so there's a twofold benefit here. You're you're growing personally, but you're also um, equipping yourself to share Christ with others. And uh, whether it's uh, leading people to Christ or just helping people understand truths about the Bible that they haven't understood before, this course is a great way to do that. So it's teaching to change lives. Uh, unfortunately, we won't be offering it again until after the first of the year. So just something to consider. Um, but you can learn about that again when it's going to be offered, saddleback.com slash grow. Yeah, and I wanted to say too, with the other things that we've talked about with Bible study and scripture memorization, that as we talked about the, at the very beginning, right, is 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 these are skills uh, to learn not just for your growth, but to help to grow other people too, to, uh, uh, you know, because any verse that you have memorized is one that you can use in conversation as you're talking with other right. people. Uh, different sorts of, of methods of Bible study that you have learned, you can teach those to other people too. It's, these are not just for your own benefit, right? but it's to be shared. And if you learn to study the Bible, what you're going to inevitably be doing is is getting deeper and deeper yeah. into the to the even meatier and richer layers of God's word mm-hmm. so that you can communicate uh the, the those truths that are contained in God's word even more effectively with others. So you you increase your biblical knowledge and your ability to handle the scriptures and that as you said has benefits for you personally obviously and for everyone that you know. Yeah. Um, another one that we wanted to hit on was application of the word. So anytime that you are listening to a message or or just ha- having some quiet time or whatever, is, is it's a skill to be able to to determine like what what is something that I can do now based out of what I just read or heard. Yeah. And um, we have another great tool for that that we use for the weekend messages called the Message Action Plan, or the MAP for short. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that you can subscribe to. It comes out every Monday afternoon, and it's just it's basically it takes the it takes the outline from the weekend message that that you would have just heard. And it gives you some action items, steps that you can do based off of the points of that message. Yeah. Um, so you can uh, look that up, saddleback.com slash map, or again, on our maturity page, and you yeah. can subscribe to that, get signed up, and it'll pop in your uh, inbox every Monday. Yeah. Th- that one perfectly connects back to what we were saying earlier about turning the corner from do you know to do you know how. Exactly. Because you hear God's word, and now you know something, but the map really helps you figure out how to apply it. And, and sometimes and it can be really it. hard to say, you know, like, like this was great. I love this message. Uh, I don't know where to begin with it. Mm-hmm. Or or it's just the, uh, oh, great, I love being at church. Now back to my daily grind, you yeah. know, daily routine. And this kind of, it, it gives some action, like, you know, it spurs you on is kind of the point yeah. of this to say, here's how you can start to live this out now, yeah. you know? And it taps you on the shoulder and it's like, hey, remember <laughs> right. you heard this on Sunday yeah. and you wanted to do something about it and you're already forgetting. Here's one more reminder and some really doable steps you can take. Yes. So subscribe and don't just delete the email when it comes in. Open it up and, yeah. and, and see what's there. <laughs> and which, here's a little brag moment. The message action plan has the highest open rate it has of, a very high open rate i don't um, know about highest but i'm gonna go ahead and say it's the highest open rate of any email that has been sent in north america in the past 10 years that's cre- that's amazing i, I moving I on that's that and run with it yeah <laughs> uh the last one is uh the skill of leadership uh leadership has to do with influence 
uh, that's really that if you boil down, that's what leadership yeah. is. Uh, leadership is influence. And so, uh, again, just as we talked about communication and communication is a way that you can influence the world around you, each believer is called to within his or her sphere mm-hmm. of influence to make an impact in the name of of Christ in the name of his kingdom. And so one way that we can do that is by uh, incre- increasing our leadership skills, whether it's leadership in our workplace, leadership within our family, uh, self-leadership, um, leadership uh, within our ministries, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But leadership is a great way that you can develop yourself in a way that will have implications for the people around you um, so that you can sort of, it's not just you moving toward Jesus anymore, but it's you leading others toward Jesus. Powerful, powerful stuff. Um, there's a a uh, small group study called Leading Like Jesus that you can find if you're a small group host. You can find it on uh, mysaddleback.com, which you should already be familiar with if you're a small group host. But check that out. You can get that for free there, right? Yeah, it's for free on there. Yeah. And yeah, so there's one on there right now, and we're actually are working on uh, four more in that series. Yeah. Um, so be sure to look at that. Um, it's really it's really a cool thing to focus on leadership yeah. as, a, as a skill. Exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting facet of Jesus' ministry. So looking at him as leader and then, you know, applying those those principles to your own life. So those were the examples of things that you can do or things that our team offers or whatnot. Um if you missed any of those or you're like, ah, like I really wanted to hear more about that, uh pause and go back and listen again and you can hear some more, you know, it, it, I, I get down to the grind on like where to find these things or whatnot because yeah. we shared a lot of things and we don't want you to miss any of them. And of course, as I say at the end of every episode, you can always email maturity at saddleback.com yeah. if you feel like you can't find something or what was that thing you said again? Um, just email us and we'll tell you. Maturity at saddleback.com. Yep. So um, what's next? So um, we have three great interviews lined up boy do we for uh to talk more about strength so we're going to be talking about um uh, developing and honing your strength so that you can serve others because a maturity leads to a ministry Mm. about how to share your faith with others because maturity leads us to god's mission and how to lead and influence others. We talked a little bit about that with the study, but we have a great interview lined up uh, with an expert on a leadership. And with those three episodes, that'll we are going to ride oh. into the sunset, yeah. which is actually just the next series of things we're going to talk about, which yeah, we won't It's not like we're going anywhere, yeah. but we'll have wrapped up this, this conversation. That'll conclude this big months-long conversation on heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if you're wondering why we spent so much time on heart, soul, mind, strength, let me just tell you right now, it's because heart, soul, mind, strength, Mark 12, 30, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength is the bedrock that spiritual maturity at Saddleback is built upon. Mm -hmm. That is how you grow, by developing in these four areas that Jesus taught. So if you feel like, wow, we really talked about that for a long time. Yes. Yeah, we did. We did (laughs) it. It's intentional. We we did it on purpose because this stuff is so, uh, it just is the crux of, of growth for you and for every believer throughout history. So this is this stuff is so important. And I'll say it again. If this is the first episode you've listened to or the second, take the welcome. time. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but but take the time to go back and listen to those previous episodes because these it's these four it's these four facets of who you are growing in harmony that produces overall maturity and Christ likeness yeah. as you as you just live day by day. All right. Uh, I feel like let's pray and wrap this up and go ahead. That will be that. Perfect. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that uh, you give us this time together each week. Uh, I thank you for each person that that 
downloads and listens to these episodes or watches them on YouTube, uh, I believe that you place these in front of them on purpose. Um, God, you know that our desire is uh, is simply to help people grow to become more like you. Um, that our team is so passionate with helping people to become fully devoted followers of your son, Jesus. Uh, not simply for their own benefit, but because uh, it's what you call us to. It's what you command us to do. And then, of course, we do know that on the on the on the other side of that, you do promise in John ten ten a life that is beyond anything we've ever imagined. That we can live a life of purpose and wholeness and fullness that we could never find anywhere else. That can only be found in closeness with you, with our Creator. Uh, so, Lord, I pray that you would um, just just place your hand on the back of each person listening and help keep urging them and pushing them forward in their path of personal growth uh, and and equip us so that we can help them do that. I pray that you would um, continue to guide them, strengthen them, motivate them, um, and, and may they grow to become fuller reflections of you over time. We ask all this in the powerful name of Jesus, and we thank you in his name. Amen. Amen. All right, thanks for watching or listening. We'll see you see next you. Tuesday. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.